This episode of the Raider Take Podcast is brought to you by Rise Collective Salon. Rise Collective is a company brought together by two friends who had a vision of bringing you high-end service with a friendly hometown atmosphere. Whether you're wanting a simple tight fade like Josh Jacobs, stylish cut like Foster Moreau, or something unique to you like Henry Ruggs, Rise Collective Salon has you covered for all your game day cuts. Located at 760 Camino Ramon in Danville, Rise Collective adheres to the highest standards of cleanliness and sanitation, so you can be sure your visit will always be handled with your safety in mind. Visit risecollectivedanville.com to book an appointment with Deanna or Ashley. Once again, the website is risecollectivedanville.com. Rise above the competition. What we do here is go back, 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 back. I feel like he just, he probably doesn't have a job soon, especially if that keeps happening. Welcome, everybody, to the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. Along with me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And before we start this podcast, I just have to say something. First off, I would like to apologize for my actions and what I said on our preview podcast. As a Christian man, I pride myself on being better with what I do and the decisions I make. Max Muncy with a deep shot to right center. That puts the Dodgers up 4-2. to two. My advisement on Henry Ruggs' fantasy value came from a place of hope, and biasness, and not from a place of analytic assessment. As I stated, I was relying on him in my flex. I was relying on him from a lineup point of view, and as a diehard Raider fan, hoping for production. I am sorry, not only to any and all fantasy lineups who are affected, but to all the RTP listeners, readers, and subscribers. I vow to do better in the future. Thank you. That was deep. Just felt like I had, that's that's from you, right? That's, yeah, no, that, yeah. I just that's from the heart. I felt like I had to get that out there from the get go and just mm-hmm. let them let everyone know that I I just I deeply apologize. Well, you know, there's a lot of apologies to go around, so I think that'll kind of be the the premise of this whole pod, this <laughs> recap pod. Exactly. So, got a good uh, recap podcast for everyone, just to kind of get into what you're what you're looking at. We have. Our recap on the mortal locks. I'll kick that handed over to start out. And uh, after that, we're going to do the recap of the game. Uh, Andy was going to recap the Raiders O versus Tampa Bay defense. I'm going to recap the Raiders D versus the Tampa Bay O. And we will, uh, you know, get all that in and get out of here. So I'll kick it over to you. Uh, start us off with your mortal lock of the week and how it panned out. Dude, it was, I suck. I suck at mortal locks. Okay. Three and four. Like, do you, did you, okay, sorry. Well, let's start, start with here. My mortal lock of the week was Dallas Cowboys minus one against the Washington football team. So the team that doesn't even have a mascot yet, um, that is quarterbacked by Kyle Allen. They beat the Cowboys 25 to three. Um, so it wasn't even close. Andy Dalton died in the third quarter. He got knocked out. Um, so they brought in this third string quarterback who is from FAU or somewhere that no one's ever heard of. The Cowboys got killed. And it's like how arrogant of me to take 
a team that just got blasted on Monday night, take them on the road with a backup quarterback. But I was just convinced that that was a pick em. thought it could be even a little closer, but no, they just got waxed. They got waxed. I suck at mortal locks. Everyone that was DMing me, you know, hit me up. I get it. I'll own it. I don't blame you for jumping off the bus. I'm committed to writing the ship. I'm committed to getting back. Mortal lock season is a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I'm okay with that. I just started sprinting. I got ahead of someone. I tripped on myself, hit a banana peel, just like the O'Doyles. And I'm down. I'm down. But I'm not out. Okay, so, not out. Not out. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. It was just, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It was just like, oh my God. It, it wasn't even close. It was like, like, it's not like the ones I've tore my heart out, like the Bills, Dolphins, or the Ravens just blowing at six, 18 point lead or whatever it was. They just didn't have a shot from the very beginning. Ooh, here's a fun story. So Andy Dalton dies, right? So he mm-hmm. goes and gives himself up. Um, I think his Bostic just killed him. Like the dude, he was out instantly. So mm-hmm. he gets ejected, whatever. And like, oh, here's this rookie quarterback, third string. Let's see if he can lead him down, whatever. You know what the first play was? The first play was um, shotgun, Zeke Elliott to the left. And he just catches it and is just supposed to toss it to him. Okay. He caught it. And it was like, you know, the, um, you know, the highlight of when the kick gets blocked and then the, the kicker catches it and tries to throw a pass, but it like falls through his hand yeah. and goes like backwards. <laughs> that was like what happened. It was like hot potato kicker trying to throw something and he shoveled past it, uh, four yards backwards, <laughs> like not even close to Zeke. And I was like, okay, this is over. Like it was, it wasn't close then, but that, that was, yeah. The- you had some hope for a split second. Yeah. So it was, a, it was just embarrassing, but. I'm just going to lick my wounds and I'm going to get back to a week eight. But um, how did yours pan out? I called the Panthers a fraud. I called them yeah. frauds. Well, Still kind of believe it, but, you know, whatever. Spoiler alert, the Panthers are not frauds when it comes to covering the spread. Because, once again, I got a, I don't know if I'd say lucky W, but I got a W. You know, I was not, I, I felt good about it. But, you know, I, I hearing that you were about to take the Saints spread on that if it was a point less it was like ah, maybe i'm not as confident uh but yeah teddy two gloves 23 or 28 254 yards and two touchdowns he was slanging it and like i said them missing michael thomas was going to be a factor i believe they were also missing emmanuel sanders who had the corvid and they supplemented that with jared cook getting a touchdown on national tight ends day saints still came in with a win but as i stated earlier the panthers covered and we don't care about whether a team can win or lose. We care about whether they cover the spread. And that's that's where we're at for this week. So Well, that was it was a tough look for me. I mean, it it was just the worst. I took the Cowboys. I said I would take the opposite of you. I called the Panthers frauds. I was one game within striking distance from you, and then everything just completely just faded me so hard. And now I'm three and four and you're four and or you're five and two. Yeah, five and two, like yeah, three and four here. So, but once again, long season. That's how it goes when you're more to lock in. But you know, I guess if we want to get into the game, we can kind of start. You know, I broke down the Raiders' offense against the uh, the Buccaneers' defense just to kind of cover the game uh, overall. The uh, Buccaneers came into town, took care of business, forty-five to twenty. It was it it was I mean way closer than than the score indicates. Um, they lost by 25, um, but were outscored by 18 in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's, you know, they go into the fourth quarter only down a touchdown and, and have a shot, really. So 
you know, starting out, you know, we get, um, you know, we can touch on the defensive side of the ball, but Raiders first offensive drive, just marched down the field. Um, you hit, you know, uh, Aguilar in a big play, um, right away, right from, right from the get go. And it was Waller. Then it was Aguilar again for the touchdown. It, we just marched down the field, six plays feeling good. Right. They answered back. We came back, um, with another good drive, but got stalled out for a field goal, but it was just, the offense was going right. The offense was kind of moving and grooving and it was, and it was great, but really from then is where we, we kind of just ran into our, some problems. They, their D line just kind of whooped our ass, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, they kind of just owned us. Um, we couldn't run the ball at all. Um, we knew it was going to be a problem, but we also said like, Hey, it's, it's something that we're going to have to stay consistent in, you know, the chiefs game from last week, it was, even though it turned into somewhat of a shootout and, and DC throwing the ball over the yard, it was, we did stay consistent and effective with the run. We just couldn't do that because of that, because they could just own us with their front four. We can't run on them. Then, you know, when you get into second and eights, you know, third and sixes, they, they just started blitzing us. And, you know, I feel like, you know, overall DC had a good game, but he missed some throws. Our offensive line had some costly, you know, assignments missed. There was one where, um, Devin White came off the edge. Jacobs goes to pass protect and gets stepped on by the right tackle. And so it, it looked like he just blew his block, but he just got stepped on by like his foot was trapped under his, under his foot. So, and then DC got lit up. So it was, it was just tough, man. It was, it was one of those things where you, they didn't capitalize on a couple of drives in the second, third quarter, a big play, um, you know, really when it came down to is, and this was different, um, compared to, you know, how, how we have been playing, but it was, I believe it was 17. I think it was like 17, 24. Yeah, that's what it was. It was 17, 24, 17, the Buccaneers. Um, so the Raiders have the ball in the fourth quarter and we go down and we have a long drive um, and it gets to fourth and short and Gruden decides to kick a field goal, which is, it was the right call during that time. I think just going back to the chiefs game in the saints where we've taken some chances on fourth down, um, at that point, we had just got to stop on defense, you know what I'm saying? And we had actually, you know, moved the ball, had a good drive and um, we we're kind of going 10, 10 unanswered points at that, at that stance. So um, it was a good reason to, to like, Hey, let's just keep riding the momentum, riding the points. But what happens is we kick a field goal, 24, 20 bucks go marching down score right away on this 31, 20, you know, midway through the fourth quarter. So that was tough. So that's when you're like, okay, I could see, you know, how maybe he should have gone for it, but that's always hindsight anyways. Right. So really what we're talking about is 31, 20, eight minutes left in the fourth, something, something around there. And um, we're like, okay, we need to go down. We need to score first play <laughs> DC rushes a ball. I mean, it's still, he tried to fit it through to Aguilar who had a big day overall off his hands. They pick it off. They go down and score 38 to 20, just like that. Right. So going from 24, 17, going to kick a field goal or you could go for it, kick the field goal, touchdown, pick, touchdown, 38-20, just like that. So the game was frustrating itself. Like it felt like we're in it the whole time. It felt a lot like the New England game. Um, it felt like where we weren't able to establish the run and then a couple times and we couldn't convert on on offense and send our defense back out there. They just got wore out and just under, they were just undermatched really what it came down to. I, I could talk for 45 straight minutes about the defense and how I'm pissed off, but this should be a quick pot anyways, because it's a recap and the Raiders lost. And I don't like talking about it anymore. So frustrating day. Jacobs was a non-factor. Waller had an okay day. Aguilar had a good day. Um, DC threw the ball. Well, the one pick was kind of his fault, kind of not 
some dumb penalties, just poor execution. And what it comes down to is um, if the Raiders can't put up 30 plus points, we're not going to win a game, right? If we can't, mm-hmm. you know, if we can't just say, Hey, like maybe, maybe we can win it. We can't win a 24 to 20 game. We can't do it. So it's just, it sucks. So I don't know. It, 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 there's a lot of issues for the offense. They, the D line killed us. I thought our receivers played well. I think we took some good shots. I think we couldn't, couldn't run the ball and that killed us on those long sustaining drives. Like we always talk about. So frustrating day, you know, it is what it is. Takes the kind of the, the wind out of the sails and a little bit from that chiefs game and, and the bio, but you know, that's how it goes. Um, what, what's your thoughts on the, you know, Raiders D against the Bucks? So. Yeah. Um, just touching real quick for a minute. I, as my apology indicated rugs, just, I think he had three targets all game and it was just, they didn't do shit to get him involved. You know, it looked like they, you know, they wanted to try to, and, you know, target him somewhat, but it was just like, there was nothing there. There wasn't any of that uniqueness there. You know, there wasn't any of that trying to kind of incorporate him into things. And that was very frustrating because like you said, we were in it pretty much the whole game until the fourth quarter got carried away. So yeah, I was very much disappointed in that aspect of things where it was just, you know, the run game was getting shut down. It seemed like there was a, a tiny bit of abandonment from the run game, you know, setting other things up because we couldn't do it. So on, Man, on the defensive side of things. Oh, I got one question for you, Andy. What is the difference between three total tackles and nine solo tackles, 11 total overall, and three sacks? Can I guess? Yes, you can guess. Okay, because you've asked me before, and they've been rhetorical, so I didn't know if this was rhetorical. If you'd like to guess, yeah, you're more than welcome to guess. Okay, three total tackles. The other one is nine solo, 11 total, three sacks? Yes. Um, Is it... It's either the Tampa Bay linebacking core versus the Raiders linebacking core or just Littleton versus Devin White. Close. It's the difference. It's the difference between one draft pick, and that was the Raiders' third overall draft pick in Clinton Farrell and Tampa Bay's fourth overall draft pick that same year in Devin White. So that one hurts. That was me just yeah, that one hurts. That was me just being frustrated about how we could have had Devin White. And I like Clee. He's not necessarily living up to that fourth overall level of what he should be. And the fact that we could have had, like you mentioned in the previous pod, that like Devin White is what the new linebacker is going to be. You know, what what the new middle linebacker is supposed to be. And it, man, it showed out. That dude was flying all over the field. He was tracking everybody down. He was he blew up DC right at the end of the game there on that fourth down. It was just like, here's what you missed out on by picking someone else over me and being what, you know, one pick behind where you could have had me. And so yeah. If we had a, a a podcast at the time, then you would have heard all, that we were all over him. Man, you would have projected. You would have heard about Andy storming up to his bedroom and and yeah, I, threatening I, to to end the night, even though we still had two extra draft picks left to go. <laughs> I was gone. I was over it. Yes. Right, anyways, so, anyways, um, yeah, it was it was a terrible day for our defense. You know, it was. We talked about how the defensive backs situation starts with Trayvon Mullen. And by all accounts, dude balled out. He, he should have had a pick. He was playing well, but it was like Scotty Miller was balling out on us. He went off. You know, he had over 100 yards, 117 yards, somewhere along that route. Um, you know, you got him playing Mike Evans. You got him, you know, popping over on Godwin. And it's like, he can't guard three people when three receivers are just balling out on us. You can't, you can't guard everybody. And Nevin Lawson, man, I not having our net out there really, really showed because 
he was coming into his own during the injury and you know, we might have seen some rookie mistakes happen within that but not having him out there and not being able to have him on the other side and just watching Nevin Lawson just getting beat after every play I mean just getting diced up by everyone I mean him against Gronk is a mismatch obviously and they were going to take advantage of that regardless and they did for Gronk's touchdown but I feel like he just he probably doesn't have a job soon especially if that keeps happening it was tough to watch like why 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 not at least try someone else out you like Lawson's gonna get burnt and he's gonna get torched at least throw someone else out there fucking give a meek Robinson a shot or something I, I don't know you know give someone else a shot it was just very frustrating. The run defense actually did pretty well. I feel like in the run game, the linebackers did what we talked about, you know, and what they were supposed to do in that sense. I believe that between Fournette and Jones, they had like 23 carries around like 85 yards. I think it was when I last looked at it. And so, you know, I mean, that's good when you look at Ronald Jones, who has been getting hundred plus yards the last three games. We did good in stopping that, but holy crap, did Tom Brady just dice the shit out of us. He just completely went off, and it was it just showed that he can go out there and he could just tear apart any defense he wants. And as much as we were kind of semi-hanging slash semi-keeping up with it, I mean, it was very rarely part of the defensive reasoning behind that. And we had a, There was a huge third and 12 that they gave up because of a little check down. And he ends up getting just getting the first down. It's like those things get so frustrating, and you get tired of that after a while. It's like, what the hell are you doing? You just that was you know? that was twenty four to twenty. Yeah, and that was after we kicked the field goal, and they just had that check down. And I just looked at Allie, and I said, "That's that's the game." Like because we don't get that stuff, I'm like, "That's the game." Yeah, and there was a lot of time left, but it was just like that was the sorry to hijack this. No, you're no, you're good. Is we can't get the fuck we can't get the fuck off the field third down. So. Anyways, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because that was probably the biggest play of the game. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, man, you, you're, you're cringing and you're, you're trying to hold on the whole time. And it's like, we have this game and we're, you know, the offense is kind of getting stalemated a little bit, but we're, we're in this game. And then something like that happens and then they go down and score. And then we get into a semi, you know, panic mode. And that's when you see DC kind of forcing some things like you talked about. And it's just the pass rush had, was non-existent they hadn't they, they they weren't getting anywhere that the defensive line was just atrocious they were just not they were not there at all when it came to the passing game and, and brady had all the time in the world to do whatever he wanted back there so like i said it was going to take the running game to be big this game around because we saw how big it was when they play good against the chiefs and it was just not there at all and, and brady completely diced us up and it was terrible because we were still in it regardless and then it just got completely out of hand so yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else on that except for. There's not much else to say, yeah. dude. I mean, it's we had no pass rush. We couldn't get to them, and I know that Nevin Lawson is. He got smoked a couple times. He had a couple. Yeah, I think one good pass breakup. But we're just so we're not deep. We're so young at the corner position, and when you can't get home, I mean, you go from one week where you got like damn 15 pressures on Patrick Mahomes, three or four sacks, and then who and Mahomes is elusive, and then you have mm-hmm. Brady who just sits back there. You can't even touch him, like. Yeah, I, I would be hard pressed to say that the you know the Bucks O line is that much better than the Chiefs. I know they're better, but not by a ton. So yeah. you just got to wonder what's going on, and then and how are we even going to change that? And like I'm saying, dude, like we can't. The games that we've won, we won three games, and we've had to score over 30 points. And I get that the NFL is a little bit more high scoring these days, but it just sucks that you can't even. You know, we praise the defense, uh, you know, against the Chiefs, and how many how many points do they give up? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like, come on, man. So yeah, it's and, 32 points to the Chiefs. And we're like, man, they played good because they did, but like also for the Raiders. So it's like, then you, they go and give up 45 because they can't get a dang stop because they can't get a pressure. And, you know, and now it's basically the best defense that we have is our offense. Yeah. The best defense is, is up. We, okay, we got to have 10 play eight minute drives and that sucks. So mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. over it. I'm not over that BS, you know, kind of, we're just going to keep doing the same thing. And, and, you know, we made some adjustments against Kansas city. And then I think we tried to make adjustments. We just didn't execute, but because Gunther's best friends with John Gruden, and then we're just going to hang on to him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's where I was about to get was that I, two things are, are very apparent up until this point. And one of them is that we should have never gotten rid of Buckner as our defensive line coach. I think that he was a huge reason that the team had like success or, you know, at least more success than the Raiders have had previously with, you know, and, and why they gelled so well together and why, you know, maybe Max Crosby balled out as much as he did his rookie year, like just the continuity between it. And I know, you know, he was buddies with those guys and they, they really believed in him and whatnot. And, I think you're seeing that now. And then also that there's no, I mean, Gunther has to be on the hot seat. I mean, he has to, and I know what, and I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that the Kansas city game, even though they still gave up 32 points in that game, I think us getting the win and the defense, you know, making big plays when they needed to be made, you know, just shorten the leash on that, which is unfortunate because we've literally given up 30 plus points a game, yeah. I believe. And uh, each game, and it's like, at what point do you fucking just let someone go? Like, I don't, know. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like, he's got this history of like the Bengals having that great defense with the Bengals. And mm. I feel like we don't have, we don't have nearly the defensive line for that defense to work that well. And I don't think that's the type of defense that is equipped to, you know, flourish in today's NFL also because we're talking right. about essentially a five, you know, five years ago, he had a good defense. Eight years ago, he had a good defense or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, it's the same thing that, that hampers Gruden is, is he gets too stubborn in, in what he has done before. And, and the games that we've actually, one of the games that we've just been adapting and, and been versatile and been able to show different looks and been able to show different formations on offense. But I don't know, it, it was a shitty loss, man. And I'm kind of, I'm done talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I I don't, it's, yeah. you know, I'm just happy that, you know, we can hopefully just get right. We got the Browns on the road, which you know, like traveling on the East coast, but I think this is a good opportunity for us to get right and get back above 500. And, and, you know, I, I will, I will say the only, the, one of the more optimistic things is our schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. Pretty brutal six games, you know, yeah. so and to I be feel 500 good. out of that, you know, take it. I feel good where we're at up until this point and not, you know, trying to sit here and say like, well, Raiders are screwed, you know what I mean? Whatever. But it's just very frustrating when two, you know, losses, you look at it. Like you said, the Pats game, very similar. So like we were in it, you know, it felt like we had a chance. None of these were like blowout losses where you're going into halftime. Like, am I going to have to struggle through another, you know, version of what just happened? It's like, we're in it every time. And and so I feel good about where we're at going into the harder part of our schedule, but yeah. At the same time, it's still frustrating when you know you should have at least competed better, if not won certain games. Yep. So, but agreed, man. All we can do is is just move forward here and, and yeah. see see what Cleveland's got against us or got for us on Sunday. But um, yeah, well, we will get into that on the next pod, on the preview pod. Uh, once again, we appreciate everything that everybody does and all the all the love that we get and. We just continue to ask to, you know, subscribe, rate, review, share this on Twitter, share it on Facebook, wherever you see it. 
get some questions out there. We always answer the questions on the preview pod. So anytime during the week, tweet at us, DM us, whatever you want to do to get our attention. We'll get your, we'll get your questions on the pod. So yeah, uh, we appreciate it. And we're on to Cleveland. We're on to Cleveland. <laughs> never been so excited to go to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. So. Never. Yeah. Ever. Good stuff. Raider Nation will be back. I'll see you guys later. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Peace.